just one more day One day Back in the old days Where the whiskey, the women and the cowboys and Indians all had their wild ways Way back Way back in the old days Gun fights in the street It's the land of the free and the home of the brave Way back Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number eight of the NFP podcast presented by 3D Entertainment. The NFP podcast is brought to you by Sneaky Weasel Lager and Hey Y'all Southern Iced Tea, the official alcohol sponsor of the show. Let's do it. Let's get it on today. Let me introduce the boys starting it out. JD, you're back. How is it? It is. That's how it is. Is it? No, it's feeling <laughs> good, buddy. It's been good. Uh, what are we, a Tuesday eh? again? Yeah, Last Tuesday. time we talked was on a Tuesday. A week away. Um, yep, yeah. I had another good weekend up at the cabin. Got into some more sledding. Um, yeah, it's my new favorite pastime now. Are you just going to move up there right away, get out of the city and just be a lake oh, living? Oh, man, if I could talk Twyla and the kids into it, I'd be gone. You're good gone. to go. <laughs> well, I, I got to run from the COVID police and the mask police. So that's the best spot to be running to is get up there and enjoy the wide open spaces and the fresh air. The freedom. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. Once again, joining us today is Scotty Burns. Cuz, how you doing? Good to see you. Not bad, Cuzzy. Yeah, everything's good. We're uh, same as Jason. We're just uh, unlike, uh, un- although we don't have a cabin to go to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, everything's good here. We're, uh, we're getting through it. So, uh, Life's good. Yeah, it's, a week goes fast. Jeez, it seems like yesterday I was talking to you guys. Yeah, no Pretty shit. You were because you were at my house. <laughs> so you're uh, you're from Manitoba, Jason and I, Saskatchewan. For for those that aren't from maybe from the country or from those areas, what's the the COVID situation like in Manitoba? Are you guys still completely locked down, or how's that looking? We are as of right now, but just had an announcement today that they're going to open up. Uh, hell, a guy will be able to go get a haircut. So uh, stuff like that, be able to have bigger crowds as far as uh, I think you're allowed two people that aren't from your family in the house now and a total of five outside. So, hey, it's a step in the right direction. Um, I know small things uh, amuse people and that they, we're excited. So uh, it's good. Wow. We're going the right way. It's not fucking wild. Like, totally controlled where you can't fucking have people over, family over, more than two. Like, you told me this 10 years ago. You told anybody this 10 years ago that we were going to be fucking not allowed to see other human beings. I get it. I understand what's going on, but that's pretty fucking mind-blowing. But here's here's the best thing or the worst thing about this all is I was telling Jason this. I drove into Saskatchewan because I'm considered essential selling Wrangler product that we have workwear. So I stop in Swift Current, I drive by a restaurant, and there's people sitting in the restaurant. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, that's right. We're Saskatchewan. See, we aren't allowed that here. So it looked yeah. totally odd to see people in a restaurant. Like, oh, shit. man, we they just keep leading us around, and we just keep believing it. And, <laughs> you know, here we are. It should so. be the number one reason why you want to move back to Saskatchewan and get out of Manitoba. 
I know, guys. You know, you know, home is always home, and Saskatchewan's always home. I'm never going to leave you 100%, boys. I promise. Yep, in the heart, in the flesh. Yep. Or you could just fly to Ocala, Florida, where the PBR yeah. Unleashed the Beast Premier Series event was on this weekend, and fucking have a full-fledged event with fans and yeah. no masks and just uh, wide open. It's We're not that far from each other, and it's, it seems like it's – two total different worlds it's pretty wild to watch well, we and we don't even we don't even have a spot we can run off to in canada to do something like that that's no, the unfortunate sure. thing you have to admit though it's weird to see crowds right even yeah. like when you watch it on tv and, oh yeah uh man it's uh what this last 10 11 months has programmed us to think is normal is no shit up. fucking <laughs> brainwash yeah, don't get the brain. Don't get uh, brainwashed. It is because no, I go to fucking gas stations even too, and you're like looking around, and like, oh, I don't even know. You know, you're fucking. You feel weird being around yeah. people. You know. Yep. You, you know, you mentioned crowds. Kobe posted a picture on Instagram today, or somebody did. Maybe it's PBR Canada. I'm not sure who posted it. It was uh, Zane helping somebody, and then you should see the people in it. Like, oh, I miss that man. Like, yeah. You know, it looked packed wherever we were in that picture. Yeah. Just packed. I miss it. Packed there, house, loud there was one. There was one of Jacob Gardner too, and that someone posted. Lloyd said, yeah, Lloyd from Lloyd. Lloyd, and, Lloyd yeah, and someone yeah. said, "Oh, is that what a real crowd looks like?" You know. Yeah, yeah. Haven't seen it for so long. So On the flying floor, Buck and Bulls, little shorty, quick. Yes, sorry. Yes. Yes. yes, quick plug. Yeah, yep. quick plug. Yeah, sponsored by. Sponsored yep. by. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Results from the weekend. Uh, day one, Junior Patrick Souza takes the title. Day two, Mauricio Gula Moreira takes the overall event championship and the second day win. Probably butchered the fuck out oh. of those names, but yeah. Well, which one of us three picked those guys to be world champs? You know what? Yeah. No, I didn't pick either of them, and both both two young guys. Um, that Mauricio actually was supposed to be at the world finals last year and due to covid was not allowed to compete along with um joao ricardo vieta second in the world last year qualified for the world finals and they wouldn't let him ride due to positive covid test so uh he was you know saying about how that kind of cost him is that mauricio cost him the rookie of the year chance and all that stuff last year so you know obviously the guy can ride he he took the took the second day event win and the overall win. And uh, for those that don't know, the, the PBR for the umpteenth fucking time has changed their point system once again. And it's two separate bull ridings. So two days in Ocala, Florida, counted as two separate bull ridings. The person who had the most world points from those two events combined, they crowned the overall event champion. And, and the overall event champion gets a $10,000 bonus. So a bit of discrepancies on that one as well. A guy like Cooper Davis rode more bulls, um, was higher scores on all three of his bulls, but once again somehow didn't end up winning the event. So um, yeah, it's just there's you know there's been some talk about that, and everybody's got their own opinions on it. But that's just what is the reasoning for changing it? Why do you think it's just it's the climate right now, and um, it's more interesting for TV if you can like I I don't mind the the idea that you got a champion each day. I think that's mm-hmm. great for the fans. Yeah, so not, I, I, I just spent more of the points, more of the points. Why do they change no. it like that? Well, yeah, you're right. I'm not riding them, but I guess you got to get on one more whole <laughs> weekend, right? Oh, another short rounder. Every fucking day you got a short round now. You know, it, it is what it is. 
from the bull riding side of it. They'll probably add another, uh, probably throw in a couple 15 15s after the short rounds, too, just to fill fucking TV. Just, just to make sure you're in shape. Yeah. yeah. The only sport that fucking you get punished for being the best in your sport. You get to get on more of the baddest motherfuckers in the world. Yeah. And they yeah, it up, look at it that we way. We give you more points. Point. We give you more points. We give you more money. No, you fucking just wear us out more and kill us off even more. <laughs> well, mean, yeah. No, I believe um, it. Yeah. But yeah, so that's how that's how that one's gonna roll. And uh, in reality of it, who knows how many events they are gonna have this year throughout the season. So I understand it on the TV aspect of it, where instead of having your one show on the weekend, you have two separate television shows for CBS in case something happens in a month where they where they, where they do have nowhere to go. Right. So I understand yeah, yeah. it on that side of it, but. We might have to look at we may have to look at something similar, you know, just depending on how fast we're going to be able to roll out these vaccines. Uh, The way it's going, I I believe Alberta's out. They're they're they've vaccinated everybody they can now, and we don't have any more vaccines for them. So, if we can't get this done by June, and it goes into July August, well, that's when our that's when our you know, that's when our schedule. Well, and a little bit here. of it, a little bit of it is, is that Pfizer decided to remodel their uh, factory right now. And that's why now there's no more coming for a bit too. So it's a, God knows why that's happening, but at this time, but uh, oh. apparently that's going to cause quite a shortage here. Coming what do you too. mean? They they've, they've gave like they're out of vaccines is what you're saying not they haven't like not the whole province of alberta is vaccinated they just ran out of vaccines they ran out they ran out of what was available yeah Hmm. well well we'll see see how that goes (laughs) yeah more positive movement yeah yeah on an actual positive note some of the guys that looked really really hot this weekend uh cooper davis unreal looked looked phenomenal yeah. one tossed his name around didn't i last ah, week yeah and hey you probably should have because your pick is fucking out as well, is so mine. is yours so <laughs> is yours so is yours mine's uh, mine, mine mine is not out but he's never been in yet so yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing good we're doing good we're, doing we're good. all just yeah, uh no shit we're all we just nothing to watch guys this started. weekend we don't even have any reason to watch Hey, it's not how you start. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. That's what I, yep. I agree. So on that note, uh, Jose Vitor Lemme, last year's world champion, gets thrown off. Uh, It was actually looked very terrible. I don't know if you guys seen it or not, but I thought it was his knee just completely tearing off. Ended up underneath him and then half stepped on him and then twisted him and he just bent the total wrong way. But luckily, I guess it just broke his ankle, which in my opinion, a broken bones is a hell of a lot better than a, torn ACL or MCL or a knee knee sure. tear. Those seem to last longer and could require surgery. Supposedly he's letting it heal naturally and will be out four to eight weeks. So who knows with that guy, if it's two or what happens with him, but right, no kidding. He'll be out for a while. Jess Lockwood also day one gets whipped down, hit in the face, breaks his jaw. I haven't heard anything further. If there's surgery required on that, how that today, all plays out today, I thought. I, yeah. So. He's yeah, letting the he, swelling go down, and then today, I think. He had You're going to do surgery? This, yeah, he had posted this morning. He flew his mom down to, mm-hmm. I think, Dallas, where he's going to get surgery. So, uh, definite surgery. Uh, oh, don't know cute. exactly when. That's cute. Yeah. Well, calls <laughs> your mama? 
Yeah. <laughs> Pam. Pam. Yeah. Call a doctor. Uh, Cole Melanson as well. Won, uh, I think he won both long rounds. Uh, he definitely won the second day's long round and was 87 or 88 the first day too. So another guy last year's rookie of the world coming on strong, looking really, really good this year. So that could be a guy to watch as well coming into it. Uh, was JB there? Yeah. Uh, bucked off, bucked him down, bucked him down. Okay. Yep. So he hasn't tied the record. Then no, for most that's another thing with the new, the new fucking point <laughs> system. You know what Double I mean? Double a chance. Double yeah. a chance. Like, does that, does each day count as, like, is the yeah, event that's win? Yeah. Separate event for you sure know? it does. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. Yeah. No, that'll be good when we get our guest on to get his opinion. Yeah. No shit. He's, he's part in of the, middle the of it. Yeah. He's part of the competition committee. So. Yeah. Yeah. We get to drill him with these questions. <laughs> Colby Yates. He's going to get it. Yeah. What so, were you yeah. thinking? <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to having him too. That's going to be pretty cool. He's a uh, Colby Yates is, is our guest today. Really looking forward to that one. He's not only a world-class bull rider, but now works, works within the PBR works as a broadcaster, um singer songwriter had a record for a while their record label was signed to and dude really a legend like he's you know he's oh, yeah. his age. he's older than me he's closer to you guys you guys probably know him better than me shit yeah kobe used to come up here uh you know him harv stewart like yep. if brendan clark you know yep. if, if there is a couple weeks off and we had events you could always count on those guys cord mccoy we had the three enterprise guys cord harv and uh kobe more than you know often and you know what we catapulted those guys back on the uh, built for tough at the time um so yeah uh, i'll be good to catch up and you know what colby colby did some work for us uh with tsn yeah. well, you know the first couple of years as well so yeah he's been yeah, a, a good I'm, good guy to have in our corner i remember back in the day we'll call it but Colby was, and Harv, actually, they were kind of dual citizens there for a while. They spent yeah. a lot of time coming back and forth, so um, it was kind of exciting. You know, at that time, the Enterprise name and those guys are all shopped up in Enterprise. It was kind of a huge deal to see those guys getting on bulls up here, right? Uh, yeah. They were kind of the top of the heap. Yeah, so. high class. Yeah, yeah, yeah Enterprise did a great job with how they yeah. did the vests and stuff. You knew yeah. you knew you're an Enterprise guy as soon as you walked you know, carrying your rope to the shoots. There's no denying it. Like good it was, marketing team. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. That was when Colby and Harv were probably on the bad to lay down to her. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder, we'll see. Uh, He's going to play yeah. us some songs. So we'll see what, if we, I don't think we'll get him to play his old school tunes, <laughs> but I'm a, we'll try. <laughs> I, I, I did get him to sing one of those old school songs at the ranch ones one year. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Led, he didn't really I, want to do it. Katie was with him. His yeah, wife, yeah. Katie. Yeah. And I don't know if they were married yet or not. I can't yeah. recall that. And she's a sweetheart. Great gal. She's been up a couple times. I've, I've had the pleasure of being around her at the PBR world finals. And uh, their little guy cutter. will have to ask Colby. He, uh, he didn't want, yeah. He didn't <laughs> want him riding bulls. He goes, you pick anything, any sport. You know, he's thinking, what is it going to be? Tennis, yeah. swimming, golf. Hockey. He's like, he calls me. My kid picks hockey. Fuck. You know, like in I Texas. live in Texas. My kid picks hockey. But it's been good. I, I followed him lots watching how he used to post stuff. And um I actually was gonna hook up with, with Cutter and Colby and take him to the draft in Dallas, but my grandpa ended up passing away, and that was uh, two years ago in June. 
and the funeral was it it just so happened the funeral was right on the weekend of the draft oh, yeah. so i couldn't go but yeah i was going to treat cutter to the draft and uh we were kind of looking forward to doing that but it didn't you're happen. just probably fucking playing yes. an aging yes. game and getting yes. assigned at fucking eight yeah. years old yeah <laughs> 10 <laughs> 10 years old. Uh, speaking he's of he's got, if he's got half the try as his old man yeah he's got a future yeah. yeah yeah very true so speaking of enterprise and, and the marketing team and the sponsors one thing that does always intrigue me at the start of the year and even when i was riding as well too that was kind of something i always your first rider meeting of the year you didn't know who had signed what everybody's scrounging and trying to fucking get get their endorsements for the year and who has what and who you know can get what who's got this agent that agent so it was always fun i don't know if anybody else looked at it but i was always fucking weird anyway but i like to see when guys you know walk in the room and we'd have our first rider meeting and see who which logos were on which guys and and you know there was always some new ones and shit and one that stood out for me this weekend was uh rockstar is completely out there's no rockstar on any of the guys monster signed uh lockwood they got him as he's that's his main one now he doesn't have the u.s border patrol like he had last year oh okay uh, cooper still has u.s border patrol and Keyshawn does but i don't know what monster must have uh stepped up to to get lockwood completely he had monster logo on him but not shops and completely logoed up monster uh pit boss grills is a new yes. one you know though, yeah, that, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't know that company, but they're they must have signed on pretty big. They got some good guys, and they yeah. got Bates's guys, right? They're Chronicle guys. I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah a few different yeah. guys. Yeah, and yeah, there was there was a few different ones out there. So, uh, kind of you know, not as with I'm sure with the year as you guys both know in the businesses that you're in. I'm sure with the year that it was last year, there's not a bunch of companies really wanting to no join on no. just with the uncertainty of this year on top of it too, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's kind of the thing right now is it was okay for 10, 11 months or, you know, 10 months, but now with uh, the optimism of running into this year, things being iffy there, there is going to be a lot of companies pulling back. You definitely won't see companies giving you more money this year to endorse you. I think it'll, it'll hold where it is or maybe even suck back a little bit. So I really hope it doesn't fuck, you know, what? like, it is going to, but the whole every like the whole world, the whole fucking sport, you know, it's just a it's an instant excuse for promoters like you, Jason, anybody just to 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 cut back, you know, like to oh yeah, it's know, gonna like, happen. Fuck, it'll happen. It's gonna be a ha- it's gonna happen. You know, well, we saw it last year. We had to. Well, what are you saying, Jason? You you did as many bull rides as me. What are you last talking year. about? What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just Here, starting. Hold on, let me just hold on. <laughs> I want to look at my I want to look at my invoice or my deposit book to see what I made at that bet I went to years. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. There wasn't a deposit slip yeah, made out. Right? Uh, yeah. It is yeah, going to though, you know, like oh, yeah, there's no question. We got you, you if, if you're going to go into these buildings at a capacity rate of what, 30, 40%, maybe who knows? We don't know that yet, yeah. but you just got, it's, it's pretty easy to do the math. It's, it's really easy to do the math. You know, we need those crowds to pay the bills. And if you can't get half of them in there. Mm-hmm. You know. On the other side of it, everybody that's, you know, lots of businesses have thrived through, through COVID. Oh, yeah. So on the other hand of it too, everybody that's been, and you, you get cooped up like this everybody's gonna want to get out get doing shit fucking really spending money and wanting to go and and 
you know, not live the way that we've had to live. So there's, there's both sides of it, I guess. You know, I, I was talking to our friends at Prefert yesterday, Prefert Ranch Equipment yep. in Texas there. And, quick ad uh, plug, quick ad, quick ad yeah, plug. Quick ad plug. <laughs> um, like in April, April, May last year, they were like, you know, with all the lockdowns and stuff, they, they've they had as many as 120 welders going and they had to send everybody back. And then you had all the rules when you come back to work on social distancing and how you could work within your workspace and they they still haven't caught up yeah. they haven't caught up because it got ridiculous you know stimuli stimulus checks come out up here i think we saw like the rv dealers uh atv motocross any of that stuff yeah you couldn't like keep even skidoos try go try to find a, a new skidoo you yeah. can't keep them in stock you know yeah that'd be the fucking so. end of me if i bought a skidoo <laughs> Those <laughs> go way we'll too fast see. and i have no regard for myself <laughs> we'll see on the weekend <laughs> yeah it'll be like it'll be like i'm just gonna take it easy oh eight beer later Bam! let's go the let's go beer. sneaky weasel no, come on yeah. yeah 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 and schnapps you gotta have schnapps. your schnapps yeah you can't uh, go wrong there yeah. i don't usually do that stuff you guys know that uh yeah. speaking of sneaky Athlete. weasel lager let's uh let's do it Quick ad plug. Here we go. If you're looking for a smooth, refreshing beer this weekend, which I'm sure we will be, grab yourself <laughs> a Sneaky Weasel Craft Lager. This mildly hopped craft lager delivers a bold 5.6 ABV, but goes down crisp and clean. This beer pairs well with any bull riding celebration, fun in the sun, and good times with friends. This beer is available across all of Western Canada. Sneaky Weasel Lager, the official beer sponsor of the NFP podcast. Bam! Done and done. Boom. Woo. So tell me, I've got a quick question about the Sneaky Weasel. Uh, uh, yes, how many, what percent alcohol did you say those are? I'm a wily veteran, so ask me any fucking question you want about Sneaky Weasel because <laughs> I got it handled. Uh, 5.6, dude. Heavy, oh. heavy. Yeah, but you know, and the worst is you would think like it, it tastes like a, like a 5.6. That's why it's sneaky weasel because it fucking sneaks up on you because it doesn't taste. Like that. That's my father. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Little button hook, yeah. Yeah, so button just hook. sneak up on you and let you have I've it. Se- I've seen more than just sneaky weasel do that to your old man. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. something about. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It must be something the burn, in the air. The burn blood, Scott. Can you attest mm-hmm, to that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Say no more. Say yeah, no more. Yeah. It's just like yeah, everything's good, and then fuck. Yep. Oh. I'll fight myself in the mirror some days, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on another note, uh, hockey is rolling, fucking keeping us sane. That's been unreal. I've never been such a fan of hockey in my life. Uh, got the NHL channels bought up, fucking watching everything that we can. Been golden. Jason, your guys have been doing really, really well. Looks like... Uh, I seen Chandler Stevenson yeah, and the Golden Knights. I didn't see last night, but I seen him beat my goddamn fucking Ducks, Anaheim Ducks twice, which I don't really like. But he looked solid. He's quick. Yeah, he's fast. He's a good skater, uh, which is really important in today's game. But yeah, they're three and zero. They beat yeah. Arizona last night. Come from behind. They were down two nothing. Uh, he got the assist on the tying goal and on the game winner, and scored the game winner. Yeah, he's so, playing on the first line. He's playing with Stone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't a pretty one, but hey, they all count, man. They oh, all no count. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've I knew you were with them, and I never really overly paid much attention to to his game. But yeah, obviously playing on that first line and rolling 
uh, the other couple nights there. It looked really good. Yeah, he's got a little, he's better at hockey than I was. That's for sure. <laughs> I hope. Uh, <laughs> Severson. Uh, Severson. Pretty yeah, solid. Got an A on him. Yeah, yeah, that looks really good on him. Yeah. You know, you, you, well, you guys maybe don't look at it like I do, but this is his seventh season as yeah. a devil, you know? Yeah. At 26, he's just he'll turn 27 this year. So, pretty impressive for that guy. He'll he'll uh, play his 500th game, I hope, here some at some point this year, which is uh, that's a milestone in itself. At his young age, um, he's only 20. What's Damon? He's a 94, so he's turning 26. No oh, shit, 27 this year. Yeah. So did yeah. he go right to the show, or did he play in the Always Hungry League for a while? Uh, he never played any American league games till the end of his first second season. Actually, they sent him down, um, just, just to play cause they didn't make the playoffs, but no, he, he went right from the Kelowna Rockets to the national hockey league under Lou Lamorello, which you didn't yeah, see no very often. Shit. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. What else? Who you got? Who else do you got rolling? Well, bear was in the press box last night. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. That didn't bode well for the Edmonton Oilers, you know, seven power plays. And I think they had four kills and, and he's PK one. He's the first guy at the door on the, on the penalty kill. Yeah. And uh, he's on the second power play unit, which I think they could have used him with that many. So why then? Yesterday. Why then? Well, he had a tough one uh, game three the other night. He had a tough game against Montreal actually uh, as well. And uh one bounced off his ass and in the net and uh, bad read on, on Montreal's fifth goal with like eight minutes left in the game. And, and coach just thought maybe that's the right thing to do, but I don't know. I, I disagree. Might be a little biased, but anyway, Ethan was fine with it. He's, you know, he understood why and uh, they're on the road here now for a week. So he'll be better in the next one. Right. But, but Montreal Canadians, yeah, I know there's those Hab fans, and I'm not sure how you become a Hab fan, but they're loyal. And <laughs> yeah. man, they're, you know, they got a chance. I, I'm going to say it right now. They might come out of, uh, they might be number one in, in the North, the, or what are we, the Scotia North? Mm. Scotia oh Division, God. they call yep. us. Yeah, Scotia North. Yeah, there's my pick right there. I yep. think they finish first. I like just the whole aspect of these new divisions because they're fighting each other already. And oh, wait till halfway through the year, I know. game eight or nine, and they really hate each other. Nurse yeah. and Gallagher. Like, yeah. uh, Nurse gave Gallagher a good one two nights ago. And then last night, uh, yeah, it was actually a pretty dangerous hit. Uh, Nurse kind of had his numbers. To, I've seen that. To yeah. Yeah. I give it to him. And he went in. Nurse is a big, tough dude. Yeah, I, sure. I don't think I'd be wanting to mess with him that bad. But Nurse, I have to give him credit. I think he wanted to, you know, pile drive him and beat beat his head in a little bit there. But he he knew he was getting a penalty, and and he he uh, he did the professional the professional thing by just skating by and and ignoring it. But I, I really felt like he wanted to beat the shit out of Gallagher last night. That'll come. Is, Car- <laughs> is Carey Price still playing? Uh- Full-time net player on the ice in the, in the first game with Edmonton there on whatever day it was. I think it was Saturday. Actually they played, it was Saturday. And then last night, Allen played, they got, okay. they got a great tandem there. Them and Vegas, both. Um, I know Vegas wanted to trade flurry there. There was a lot of talk because they signed Robin Leonard who Leonard got the, 
you know, he got the nod through most of the games in the playoffs there in the bubble in Edmonton, but Flurry was really good against Anaheim, actually, yeah. right? It was Flurry yeah. in that. Um, Leonard, you know, he, he shut the door on Arizona last night when they needed him to. So I think with this really like compact schedule, that two, having two number ones is going to be, yeah. is going to yeah. be key. And they're splitting yeah. them. Leonard played the first game against Anaheim, and then they played back to back. And yeah. Flurry played the second game. So, yeah. And then Leonard played again. Yeah. yeah. So they must be going back and forth. Yeah. Well, do you, do you, sorry, but do you foresee some guys with an intense schedule like this burning out, Jason, whether you're oh, yeah. playing forward or defense or goal? Well, injury, like Tanner said, like you can see the rivalries happening, you know, like um, it's playoff hockey in front of the nets, you know, like cross checks and like these guys are battling. I'm surprised for for not having training camp and no preseason games. I shouldn't say not having training camp, but not having a, you know, your traditional three week training yeah, camp. Yeah. You just rolled it. They're, they're, they're playing hard. Like yeah. you, you, they haven't missed a beat. It's good. It's good watching. It's good entertainment. But yeah, I think you'll see that Scott, because it's, I know Edmonton's schedule the next three months, there's only one period a month or one, um, one, you know, one spot in the calendar where they only got three days off and then they're back either back to backs or every other day. Yeah. What I think you'll see though um, and we'll, you know, we can touch base on this in a couple months is when some teams are, you know, they're not going to make playoffs. I think you might see some guys mailing it in, you know, yeah. and not giving a shit. Yeah. No. So yeah. it's, it's a lot of it. Not other than Not a lot. Of, no, not anyone can do that. You got to be, and I'm not going to throw names out there. I'll throw them out. We can refer back to this pod and then I'll give you the name that I'm thinking of right now. Cause it, it, I, it won't go away. It's right here. So a lot of a lot of it is just is going to play into fatigue and uh, injury. Like, yeah, really? Hey? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have to, you need a little luck on your side. You know, you don't want goalies going down and you don't want, you know, your best players like, you know, Edmonton's in a, they're in a real pickle here with their goaltending situation. Their backup right now, Skinner, he hasn't played an NHL game yet. Mike Smith's out and he's yeah. on long-term IR for 20 days. And then you got to get back into it when you're out and not skating and working out. It's not just, okay, you're, 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 you know, you're reactivated on the, onto the roster. You gotta, you gotta, sh you gotta get in shape, you know? Yeah. And now with all the COVID stuff, you're not hanging out with your team. So then you got to get past your COVID tests. Like it's, uh, it's, it's, it's challenging. There's it's no tricky. Question. It's tricky. 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 <laughs> uh, Logan Beaver must have skipped past the uh, regulations because he was in <laughs> Peter Park, Texas, which was great to see representing Canada. Yeah. Logan Beaver from uh, Claire's home, Alberta area. Uh, ended up second on night one in Cedar Park. He bucked off the second day in the short round, but still placed in the top 10. So a really good start to the season for, for our young Canadian bull rider. And I don't know if you guys know him all that well, but I got to hang out with him a little bit in um, Grand Prairie not too long ago. And that's a good motherfucker. He's a good dude. <laughs> well, you don't say and, too much. Yeah. Like maybe he talks a little more in closed doors or closed quarters, but yeah. he is a good kid. I know Justin Keeley's real high on him. Yeah. Uh, I think he works. Well, I know he works for the Keeleys yeah. on the ranch. So uh, Justin said he's a hell of a cowboy too. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. and did he travel down by himself? I don't know. He I just, seen that Thor was down there. 
Um, oh, okay. Thorhofer was down there, so yeah. I don't know, he might have just hopped in with, you know, obviously know each other, yeah. So they all rolled. Yeah. He was the only Canadian down there as well. Yeah, I, I saw seen. that. I don't know who he was with or what he was doing, but it's good to see, man. You got to fucking go to 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 try to get anywhere in this sport. So good to yeah, see. Yeah, it was awesome. Him. I didn't even know he was down there. And our our resident writer for PBR Canada, Casey Albert. There was an email on the phone, and I was like, "What?" So I read it up and I shot Logan a text and told him to just keep rolling. Good yeah. for him. Good I love that. Man. I love those guys that aren't scared to travel. You know, there's no bull riding here. Get your ass going. Yeah, you got to go. Where would you rather be right now? In this winter or down in Texas or Florida riding bulls for a Fuck I, I was going to fucking bust my bull rope out and see if I could take some exemptions and head to fucking Florida. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, it's funny. It's funny you say that. I'm doing, uh, chores, I'm doing chores the other morning. I'm thinking, I wonder when Tanner's just going to crack his bull rope out and just go to some <laughs> bull ridings. He can just go somewhere. Hey, I'll I tell you guys this. Thing. I thought the, that very thing. When they did the Monster Energy, uh, that team challenge, and there was COVID guys getting out left and right. Remember, they went to the South Point, and they did – it was teams versus teams. Yeah. And they they were super short on guys. And I got a call from uh, Triplet, Matt Triplet. He was the captain of – I don't know what team he was on. And he's like, hey, uh, I need you to – because I got my shaps and vest in a frame on the wall that Megan got me made up for Christmas one year. And uh, he's like, I need you to pull those fucking shaps and vest out of that frame and put them on your body. I need you to fucking ride for me. And I was like, and that's just when everything was shut down. There was nothing going on. And it took me like a day or two to like talk to Megan. And I was like, what do you think of this? You know, and nobody was very too happy. <laughs> I was, it was I, I thought about it. I thought about it though, but just because there was absolutely nothing happening, nothing going on, I was like, well, fuck, what could it hurt? I mean, All right. let's do it. But I'm really glad I didn't because uh, I watched it on, on Ride Pass in the first, the one that I was supposed to get on, if I was, would have been there, whoever took my spot was, oh, you know, a full fledged 90 pointer that probably would have wiped me out. So I would have made my decision pretty easy once again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm done. I'm not doing that again. But um, so we'll see. I guess this weekend the uh, Pendleton Velocity Tour goes to Greenville, South Carolina. We'll see if Beaver's there again. If he's just staying down, I'm sure he is. Just staying down there and, and hitting as many as those up as he can. Uh, so we'll be cheering him on and all the guys there, as well as the Unleashed the Beast stays in Florida for Saturday and Sunday, and they're doing their afternoon perfs. They're not night perfs. They're like one in the afternoon outdoors. Sunny Florida. This one's in Arcadia. Is that where they're going? This one's Arcadia. Arcadia. Oh, then yeah. they go to Texas for a couple of weeks, and then they come back to Okeechobee. So, yeah, this one's Arcadia, Florida. So, before we wrap up, I got to know, Scott, we'll go to you first. Who's your pick? Oh, uh, okay. We tossed his name around last week. I'm taking it, Cooper Davis. Fuck. I assume no, bullshit. You take him. I give him first. Pick. Well, I'm not dumb, you guys. Fuck. Uh, yeah. uh, he takes it. Jason. Okay, I'm, <laughs> going, I'm going Keyshawn. Oh, yeah. He was 90. He hammered on a 90. Road Preacher's yeah. Kid, which never, yeah. level does not get road. And he was last pick, the second or the last day. And uh, yeah, that's a good pick. He's hot right now. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Brazil, Joao Ricardo Vieira. That's my pick. Doesn't fall off. Did we talk about Bulls? Yeah. Which guy? You cut out. Oh, Joao Ricardo Vieira. Yeah, we Vieda. talked about Bulls last week. Yeah. Okay. But, we talked about Bulls last Dappy. Yeah, but the bull that I picked won Bull of the Night both nights. Riding solo, Cord McCoy's. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Boom! 
<laughs> so I took you the lead on that one. Your guys' bulls haven't been out yet, though. I haven't seen Whoopa yet. But Scott, the old boy, breaks out this weekend. Smooth operator. And it looks like they're yes. back-to-back in them. It looks like they're just taking a few contractors to each event. And then it's the same short round okay. both days. So, like, riding solo got bucked twice last weekend, 46 and 47. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking, who knows Jeez, what they'll that's do. But big. Yeah, they're all, they're doing them. Must be part of the deal, I guess. But yeah, smooth operator. We'll see if it does that, if they do that again this weekend. So will that bull get this weekend off, do you think? Or will he, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm guessing. Yeah, so I, I would back. think, I yeah. would guess. They, I yeah. don't know if they'd buck him back to back like that. No. Well, 46 and 47, maybe they'll just hit him hard. Yeah, he oh. fucking bucked too. He looked good. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be good to watch. But okay, let's uh, get to it here before we keep going. And we will send it over to our interview with the one and only Mr. Kobe Yates. Testing. Yes, all contours, please report to the Cadillac. Our guest today is a five-time PBR finals qualifier, an NFR qualifier, a PBR major champion, winning the Iron Cowboy in 2011, posting a career-high score of 95 points, a singer, a songwriter, a husband and father, Broadcaster working for the PBR, our friend from Texas, Mr. Kobe Yates. Kobe, how are you today? I'm great. You guys? Good, man. We're just happy to see you, buddy. It's been a while. I'm so happy to see you guys. I miss y'all. You know what? We used to get to see each other other two or three times a year. We're going on a, well, probably world finals, I guess, or... Maybe even more than that. What was your last yeah. event up here? Auto Kelowna. Come to <clears throat> Kelowna. Right. Remember? Yeah. And I didn't get to go to the world finals the last year because we had an event over top. So, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Been a things been good. You and yeah, Cutter been, have been staying out of trouble. Yeah, we've been trying to. Cutter's, you know, he has his moments. So, we've, uh, <laughs> well, he's 10. We've, right? been, we've been doing pretty good. We've been kind of laying low because of all this COVID stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Not too much going on. That's all right. Well, let's hop into it. Let's get going right now. Um, we'll start with your uh, your career. Obviously, one of uh, on Pro Bull stats, credited as one of the best bull riders of all time. Um, went to the NFR, like we said, PBR finals. We'll start with how you kind of got into bull riding. Obviously, from Texas, born in Fort Worth, uh, was bull riding from day one was that all you ever knew was that all you ever wanted to do or, or what how was your yeah, really uh to be to be honest with you probably a lot of people don't know this but um when when i was a kid i would i guess i would say probably six to eight years old um i raced bicycles oh shit like like bmx bicycles yeah. went to nice. went to the <laughs> state um finals in in uh or nationals it which was in colorado springs and I don't know, I was like seven or something. And, did you uh, win? No, no, I didn't. I didn't oh. win. Um, <laughs> but you made it. You made it. I did. I did make it. Um, but, you know, it was, <clears throat> that's kind of where, where I was. But, you know, we really didn't know that, you know, my family was in it. My dad used to ride bulls and um, my brother, you know, kind of found a picture. And that's just kind of how it got started. Um, he said, you know. I want to do this. And I was like, you're doing it first, you know, like that's just, <laughs> I'm not going to no. So, uh, yeah, and it just took off from there, man. And like the fire built, you know, pretty early. Um, and it's, it's kind of funny to see, uh, cutter, you know, was playing hockey, 
uh, hadn't played for a while since it shut down, but you know, that was one of those things that it's easy for me to look at now, you know, back when I was a kid, because really I didn't have the fire um, in for bull riding until I was about 12 years old. And that's when I was like pushing hard, like, let's go enter me up. I'm ready. Let's practice. Let's do it every day. Let's go. You yeah. know? And then were you able to practice every day at 12, 13? Like, did you have a place you could go whenever you wanted yeah. to get on? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It was, yeah, it was, it was really good. You know, like it, um, we actually, you know, had access to the local arena where we, where we lived and, um, we bought, you know, steers and, uh, little young bulls to be able to practice on. We'd go anytime we want to, you know, it was really a good thing to be able to get on all the time. good. you had a good support system. Like your, your dad was right there with you the whole time, kind of not pushing you, but always there to give you a hand and give you some advice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, pretty much. And like the, you know, just the basics really. And then I kind of took it off, you know, to the left on my own after that, you know, like, is it you really as a bull rider and, and you, you learn this individually that you, know, you, you can learn the basics all you want, but everybody rides completely different than one yeah. another. And you got to figure that all out on your own. And, um, you know, that's, that's just one thing that, that, uh, you're not going to figure out unless you have the drive. So um, fast forward, I went, you know, high school rodeoed, did, you know, local, like a local high school here, high school rodeo in Saginaw, Texas, here in the DFW Metroplex. And it's not really associated with state or nationals or anything like that. Uh, but it's a really, really good place to, to learn a lot. And I felt like I learned, you know, a whole bunch there. Just went to those finals every year. But I also – did region rodeo went to state finals and never did go to the national um finals national high school finals um but from there i went to college you got a scholarship at vernon junior college yep and um <clears throat> you know that was a that was a pretty good experience for me too I, I liked going there to that junior college and that's where i was introduced to canadian people <laughs> uh, <laughs> good old there? scott schiffner jason oh, Finkbeiner, yeah uh blair hansen there oh, was yeah uh, yeah blair i forgot yeah, blair was down there with that group yeah that's yeah. a good name drop i like that but, one I, when i junior rodeo and i went with blair hansen like CC Blair, Blair, wow. Blair rode on the build for tough. Yep. Blair yeah. Blair did some. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Uh, Shallow Claypool was yeah. there yeah. as well. Yeah. Another good name. Another one. Huh? Fucking right. There we go. Yeah, man. Like I, I like fell in love with y'all people at that point. Like those <laughs> guys were nuts, man. I thought so, I was crazy. They were would, like, yeah. Would you agree that Canadians can drink? You're better oh, than Americans. I didn't know I, at that point in my life. I didn't even know people woke up and drank whiskey. Like I didn't understand. That. <laughs> like I mean, as like as soon as you like, you don't even give yourself just enough time to turn over and grab the bottle. Like <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, it was so awesome. We did some really stupid shit. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, but anyway, college, right? Uh, as far as the career goes, we, you know, we, we rodeoed and uh, went to the college finals in 2001 and realized that I never wanted to go back there again uh, because that was a total shit show. <laughs> really? I mean, the Bulls were like, just, it was just mixed. It may, it may be better now. I've been in so long, but um, I what was. What year like, was that? 
2001. 2001. Um, and, and it ended up, I was just like, okay, whatever. I, I don't want to do this anymore. But Tarleton State asked me to come back. And so I went back there for about a semester. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I ended up leaving there on hard terms, on my own terms, right? <laughs> um, that was another, another funny one. But I, I just decided that, like, I didn't want to – I didn't want to go – back to the college finals and that I really had my mind set on making, you know, qualifying for the national finals. Right. So when I was a kid, PBR wasn't around, um, like when I started. And so I'd set my goals early on that I wanted to be at the national finals. And so that's, you know, what I wanted to pursue first. So when I made that decision, I was in college and I went, you know, had to go to college rodeo one weekend. And I tell this teacher, this, English teacher and she was pretty decent looking you know and I tell her I said um hey look you know um I know this this reports do this papers do um but look you know I, I've got this college rodeo and I'm thinking this is cowboy capital of the world they're gonna be like oh yeah no problem buddy you just take care of that later yeah. kind of deal not so much <laughs> they didn't care they're like I don't I don't really give two shits about rodeo or whatever if you don't you know turn it in well then you're going to get a zero and i'm like might as well just go ahead and chalk it up because i'm not going <laughs> to get it done. ready right yeah. Yeah. chalk it up at zero well i get back and you know supposedly what what was told to the to the class or the group was that we needed to have our papers you know we need to write our papers have her, have them written and then we're going to type them when we get in the class you know on monday and so I don't, I just have my paper written. So I get there and I'm typing on this computer. All these people are in class, you know, with computers next to me. Like, no shit. The person next to me has like a paragraph typed. I've got maybe two sentences typed on this computer. And You're doing the person, that. My, absolutely, one, just one finger. I don't, I don't even use this hand. You know? So, so the other person next to me on the left, you know, may have a little bit more than a paragraph written or whatever. Out of all the people in this classroom, that teacher comes and picks me out. Oh, yeah. And tries to set an example out of me because I've got two sentences typed. And she's like, why don't you have this paper typed? And I'm like, looking over here to this person and this person. I'm like, what do you mean? I, I've got it written. I'm going to type it. That's what we're in the computer class. No, you're supposed to have the draft typed already. I can't believe you don't even care, you know, whatever. So she tries to make this example out of me. I was like... Look here, bitch. I said, <laughs> I stood up. At this point. I'm a fucking cowboy. You're going, right? I was like, you're going, you're going about this the wrong fucking way if you're trying to get my phone number. <laughs> and I just completely walked out. The class exploded, right? And I never went back. So, like, I made sure that I totally ruined this uh, for the rest of my life. And that I would never even be able to go back because my grades would be so screwed up, you know, from failing or, you know, just not even not even dropping out i just quit um that i would never have to go back and mess with it again so you i did, did a good job style. you did it in style yeah, that's it that's so i one. pursued my route to the national finals rodeo and i did just that in 2002 yep. was probably and you could, that was your first year at the nfr 02 uh, 2002 were yeah, you a rookie you that year? The year well you just about won it come down to one bull that year did it not it did yeah uh that was 
Yeah, that was crazy. That's probably probably one of my best best careers, like or you know seasons that I had. Um, you know, the Bulls were obviously not what the PBR was, but uh, even at that time. But yeah, but they're still the rankest Bulls then. Cool. Oh yeah, it, it, it yeah. was yeah, and that's just you know like I I was so consistent. I was so driven to get there. I knew I was going to get there. I think I went in seventh um, in the standings, and uh, when I when I got there, it just you know, I, I don't know. I, it just seemed like things were going, you know, going my way. And you obviously know that Tanner is, you know, is, you get in that situation and you're like, you, you feel like you can't be beat. Although I didn't ride 10 bulls, I, you know, yeah, I right. quite a few of them and, and just had some, some big success. So in that, you know, in the finals, I bucked off of border patrol, 101 border patrol uh, in the first round at like 7.9 seconds. Like, I mean, it was going to be huge, you know, yeah. Um, again, on my second bull was a Canadian bull called Outlaw. Calgary uh, Stampede, big, the big, yeah, yeah, the big Longhorn of the Calgary yeah, Stampede, big, big Longhorn. That's right. And he did ass whip me in a couple jumps, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. But I came back in, I came back in round three, and I won the round. I was like ninety four points in round three on a Kish bull, yep. and then um, round five rode. Uh, David Bailey bull rode six round six. I rode a bull that I actually had previously rode at the college finals, um, that year before, I think it was like Corco bull or something. Um, and then I bucked off again in six bucked off or maybe I bucked off in, uh, in seven. Oh, Oh, here's one adding. So Don Kish, <laughs> Don Kish, I get on his bull in round seven and the bull comes out little gray bull so cool like they won so much money on this bull and i was like all day long i was gonna ride this boy he breaks his back like third jump okay goes down sits down like a dog and they get the bull out you know they take the vets take care of the bull or whatever and um don kish got drunk that night at the gold coast and he came up to me it's like serious as shit it's like my bulls have no mercy for you and i'm like this wasn't my fault, man. Like, what are, you, <laughs> what are you talking about? You know? So I took that as an insult and I was like, okay, all right, you son of a bitch. Like, I'll show you. All right, that's fine. You just better hope I don't draw one of your bulls again, right? Um, so anyway, fast forward, round eight, I rode the bugging bull of the year, uh, unforgiven for yeah. 95 points. Yeah. Good old jump kicker. I wasn't judging. Don't you know, <laughs> hey, dude, big eliminating. Take, take fucking, the win. Take yeah. the win. Yeah. Uh, so then, fast forward round nine, I draw a Kish bull, a bull called Splinter. Yeah. And um, I ended up taking him down for 92 points and just kind of giving old Kish a giggle back behind the buck and shoot whenever <laughs> I got off. <laughs> just left it at that. You're like, but the, it came down you're to like the, the Michael round. Jordan. Have you seen the Michael Jordan, the last dance where he's sitting in the chair and all the memes now where he's like, and I took that personally. That's not you. <laughs> the dog just took that fucking personally. So I went 92 <laughs> in round nine. <laughs> that was me. That was me. Yeah, yeah. I've done that. I've done that on a couple occasions with stock contractors. Um, but getting to the 10th round, round, like I, I had no, I had no idea that I was really, I'm just, I'm just winning and having fun. Like didn't really even think about the world standings or where I was or whatever, you know, everybody's talking about it at this point. Like it's, 
round 10, all you got to do, you know, just maintain the course. Well, I'm towards the end and, uh, all literally all I had to do was stay on this bull. I had a bull called Blackhawk of, um, Jerry Nelson's. And I was literally tetrified of this bull. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so back when you I was had, rodeoing, you I had seen rodeo. him. Yeah, you'd seen him somewhere I before, obviously. I'd seen the bad part of it. <laughs> I had uh I had was rodeoing with a guy named Philip Elkins, who was yeah. phenomenally talented, right? Um, but I don't know if the heart was there like 100 percent if it would have been he'd won multiple world titles i mean he was that good um he got on him in prescott or flagstaff arizona this bull hit him so hard i thought he was dead on impact like completely it scared the mess out of me just being there as a friend like it he hit this bull and went up after the impact about 15 feet in the air and he was out cold for a long time he woke up and course you know we slapped him around a little bit and made him get in the truck we had to go to another one <laughs> gotta go uh, but that moment stuck with me right and so here i am i'm sitting down this bull sid steiner just got done winning his world title uh in the steer wrestling and and he's bound and determined that i'm bringing this home to texas like yeah <laughs> we're gonna take it he's like i'm pulling your rope we're taking this home I'm like bring it on let's do it you know this bull steadily like freaking just jacking up the front of this bucking chute to where there's like no slat left. Right. And I'm thinking, Holy shit, I'm going to die, <laughs> but it'll be worth it if I win. Yeah. So I'm going to go through with this. Right. Uh, End up uh, nodding my head. Bull kicks out, you know, he, you know, comes around the right away from my hand. I'm, I got him stuck and he just shits out of it. Like right at the end. So I don't know. It was like six and a half seconds or something. I get bucked off of this bull and I'm, thinking you gotta be shit me <laughs> blue stone is in the alley you know like they're showing him on the screen yeah and he's got his head in his hands because he thought he'd already lost because you know he just knew i was gonna stay on this bull and didn't happen i oh. choked uh, you think about that lots colby <laughs> like no i'm not trying to rub it in i'm not trying to no, put I, on the move i really don't like i you know it's I mean, I, I mean, I do like, I reminisce about it, but you know, even at that moment, like I was, I thought to myself after, after the moment, I gave myself a little bit of time to chill down a little bit, but after the moment, I was like, how cool is that? Like, yeah, just wow. to be in that situation, you know, like uh, when yeah. I was a kid watching it on TV and I'd see Ted Noose or, you know, tough or Ty Murray or whoever's in that situation where it comes down to that last bull in the 10th round that, you know, just the anticipation of it all and the suspense. Uh, I was actually in that moment. I was like, yeah, you got to cool. live that. Yeah. yeah. That's unreal. How many more NFRs yeah. did you get to after that one? Not zero. Absolutely zero. You just I got went to once? Yeah. I got mud hold like every year I had shoulder surgeries and broken bones and I was just beat up bad. Like the next year after like 2003, I, uh, I was off to a great start. I won red bluff. Um, I had like forty thousand. I mean, you know, like it I had forty something thousand dollars won by March. Yeah. You know, so like it was going my way, but then I just got derailed and was out. You know, for pretty much the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, so, so then what? If the rules would have been by, if the rules would have been changed, though, I I probably would have made a couple more finals because I ended up just on the brink of it. There was one year I I came back. And I had like one event to go to is Dallas. They had the 
season tour finales or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I'd already made the winter tour finale, so I made the finale of the finales. What you know, there's like so yeah, much crap yeah, going on. Uh, and I had to win like seventy. I had to win like uh, seventy five hundred dollars or something like that, and I ended up winning over that amount. But a lot of that was ground money, and the ground money didn't count, so therefore I didn't, oh, I didn't make oh, okay. it. And now they they count ground money for sure. So did you get, is that is that when you got pissed off and said fuck it I'm going to the PBRs? <laughs> no, not not really. Like I had wanted to, um, I dabbled just a little bit here and there, uh, and I think for me it was like the confidence thing. Like I wanted to make sure you know after the NFR I thought okay I can I can make this you know like I can go to the PBR and and do yeah. really good, um, but. You know, I kept getting hurt, kept getting hurt. But, you know, the, then it becomes that one thing that all of these rodeo guys face right now. It's like if I if I leave this, I'm leaving everything that I've built up. You know, all of my qualifications yeah. are going out the window. And yeah. and that was me. That was what held me back most of the time. Like I went to a couple PBRs. I won Ross Coleman's, you know, PBR in 2004 up there in Oregon. Um went to you know one in 2005 and one you know but i just kind of went one here and there and just never really committed and so 2006 i I said never mind i'm throwing it all away all my qualifications i don't care anymore uh i'm going to the pbr 100 percent all in and i made the first cut it was me and jb billy robinson oh cool the Billy Fight. Robinson, there's uh, a name I haven't heard in a while. Hey, yeah. um, before we get into the, the PBR side of it, J- Jason's just jumping right to the fucking end of it before we get to the start. <laughs> Christ sakes. Um, during that those rodeo days when you're traveling and, and like the time, that first year you made the NFR in 02, the college days, um, is that when the you started learning the guitar when you started playing music. Um, we got to get into that side of it too, because this is also the music corner episode that we're a part of here. Um, obviously on the bad to lay down tour, probably at that time. <laughs> and, uh, is that like, where did the, where did the guitar come into play? And was that just something that you did while you were rodeoing or was that something that, I don't know. Did you look at that yeah, further? That's a good question. Yeah. So like when, when I was a kid, I was always interested in music. Um, and you know, maybe a lot of that had to do with my grandmother was in a famous gospel music band, uh, called the Chuck wagon gang. Uh, they sold millions of records and you know, that was all over the place when gospel music was really a big thing, you know? Um, and so I, you know, so you followed in her footsteps with your gospel music album, your first yeah, kind of just didn't sing as good. Uh, I just didn't sing as good as her. Um, and my songs were a little bit or maybe a lot different. Uh, man, yeah, look, did she ever I, listen to I, so, Did she so ever listen to, to any college, of your songs? Do what? Did she ever listen to any of your songs? Oh, Lord. Thank, no, thank God, no. No, she didn't. Uh, uh, I would have no, been disowned, good. pretty sure. Oh, uh, yeah. That's what we grew up like. But you know, like, that was it. Like, I, you know, yeah. I was, and, and still, so to answer your question, really got more involved in it in college. Like, I had really had no idea how to play the guitar. Really? So, yeah. So, um, 
I knew somebody who smoked a lot of Marlboro Reds. JB. And they had to program <laughs> through Marlboro uh, who, who, you know, if you smoked enough, uh, you could get these items. Well, this person smoked enough to got me a Marlboro guitar, and that's what I learned on no way oh that is awesome that's cool shit (laughs) yeah Yeah. so i had this marlboro guitar and i learned on that in college granted i was not a natural it was not easy it was very frustrating therefore i broke that guitar over one of the friends uh one of my college friends head (laughs) after uh, so we're, we're not going to get an, we're not going to get a song on the Marlboro guitar tonight. No, no, no. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I find it hard to believe that it wasn't that I, I would have pictured you just like, just picking that up and playing a guitar. That's just, is you do it so well. Yeah, the way that you so play it, yeah. yeah. I sure wish like, you know, there's people out there like Luke Kaufman is one of those guys. Like he's just an anomaly. Yeah, really, like you, yeah. you just, listen I to the wanna, song and boom yeah. you can play it i can do that but it takes me a little bit longer than it does anybody else you know i just want to hear luke play the guitar sometime between normal business hours i always hear him between 2 a.m and 5 that's, so, that's yeah. the only time you're not going uh, to. Yeah. with his slide <laughs> beer bottle that's talented yeah that is yeah. really good that's straight up talent yeah yeah uh but no, you know, and I think I think too that you know I I was I'd started playing the guitar and I really kind of just started messing around with with writing songs and you know I had to learn how to really play and sing at the same time and make that all mesh together you know like most people do when they play it's it is a process that you go through Tanner you play I know uh, it's a it, you know about that process too you know it's a little bit your rhythm gets off when you start to sing and then it's you know kind of a mess but you just play it and uh, sing it all the same way that's how i play it there you go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes together at some point right so uh, uh yeah but man like i had a lot of fun with it you know i was probably really terrible at college but i i feel like i i got better pretty quick was able to start writing music um i i began you know writing songs and i wrote heading to the rodeo was the first song I ever wrote. Um, but at that point I was really like everybody else in college, really just trying to find their self, right? You're out on your own and you're trying to, you know, figure out who you are. And, uh, at that point I knew I was wild and I did, you know, so I wrote some kind of wild shit. Well, yeah, you you write what you're, yeah. Like it's as bad as it sounds, but yeah, you just write what you're in, right? You're just fucking having fun with buddies and pissing around. We're wolves out there, man. Yeah. 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 We're wolves out there. And that's what, that's what, that's what I wrote about. And so after the, after the finals, I was like, yeah, you know, after the national finals, I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to buy this little recording thing. Like it's, it was new out on the market. And I was just, you know, I'm going to see if I can mess with something, see if I can burn it, you know, give, you know, put some tracks down to just give guys down the road. Like I literally never sold any of those. The only CD I've ever sold was the last one I put out Yeah. Uh, that I did back in Nashville. But um, yeah, that was really my inspiration. And obviously I'm just writing songs about what I know about what I'm getting into um, and, and rodeo, you know, that's, kind of what i knew so it was it was a lot of fun i I think it took off 
more than I ever expected it to, you know, like people in yeah. faraway places are going, man, I heard that song, you know, whatever. Well, right. I think you crazy you, one it is. Yeah. You'd yeah. have been right there when the whole download music started, right? That was yeah. probably Napster so, and all. Naps, yeah. That's yeah. how I had your famous tune. Uh, Chad <laughs> Pegan. Chad Pegan had it downloaded. Oh, it blew up. Put it on my, yeah. put it on yeah. my iPad. Yeah. Oh, see, iPod. that's it. it wasn't even and I left iPad. that. I left that all up to the people who knew who knew better, who were smarter than me, because I just burnt the CD and passed it out, and everybody else shared it from there. Which you know, I didn't care. You know, some people were like, "Why aren't you making money on this?" I'm like, "I don't want. I don't. That's not." that's not what it's about. Like, that's not why I did that. Like I just, I put cover songs on there and they weren't all my original stuff, you know? Um, I put cover songs and just things that, you know, just to give somebody something to listen to while they're going yeah. down the road. We spent so many hours on the road. Um, I never really thought it would ever evolve to what it did. Um, yeah. And if it wasn't for, you know, being in the PBR, it wouldn't have, right. And being around, uh, some of those people meeting Win Barble and and um, you know all, all of those guys that really helped me along the way to get me into Nashville. What was the story we, uh, you, uh, where you had the you had a sound system and you guys would tour it down the road when you were rodeoing? Yeah, that like that was uh, <laughs> that was what we did. So I you know I'm passing out CDs. Just here you go, y'all can have them. But while we're at the rodeo, there's so much downtime, you know, after the event and we're partying and drinking and having fun. And I bought this um, big old sound system that was huge. These big speakers, they come on stands. It was like a big crate on wheels and it had these big speakers on the stands and you just fold it all out, set it up and had mixers. You could plug yeah. you know, a bunch of different stuff in if somebody else had a guitar or whatever. And uh, we carried it like it set in the shower on top of the rigging bags we strapped it all in and <laughs> everybody was okay with it you know because Cheyenne well, was guess. like one of the biggest ones you know really? that was yeah we'd set up like you'd have everybody like ropers and bareback riders and bronc riders bull riders just everybody just out in this big group all the carnies and i've got the thing <laughs> set up and i'm providing entertainment man. It's, oh that's cool similar to uh, similar ryan bingham right like same ryan bingham worked for uh you know, the rodeo outfit worked for bad company and, and would just play after the rodeos and shit for everybody that was involved and kind of the same thing. It just kept growing and kept growing. Right. Yeah. So he was just really, really talented. <laughs> yeah, he's all right. We, he actually, so you I know what? I call bullshit on that, Colby. You're, I got that. Uh, yeah. You were fucking. You and, Har you, and Harv, you and Harv Stewart come up to, um, I was trying to figure out this today and I know where it was. You guys come to Chilliwack, British Columbia. Oh yeah. Canada. And and your in your album, right amount of renegade. It just you must have just dropped it like within a certain amount of time. And I don't know if I don't know if who we had playing tunes there. Must have been Ted, one of Ted's first ones. But I had him get that you know wild ride loaded up, and yeah. uh, we had it as our pre-event song. And you're like, <laughs> hey, thanks, man. And I'm like, yeah. hey, yeah, it's a good tune. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Like they still, yeah. and that's the thing. Like it, you know, it's they're still doing that at these events. Like Richard yeah. Jones and all of them will, will play it. You know, um, is that the go-to song? Wild Ride. They or play a little bit of everything. You know, I, I think um, they'll play same old bull. Uh, that's one of you know a lot of people's favorites. So they'll play that one and just whatever they'll play that song about my granddad. 
yeah. uh, right out of Renegade. They'll play just yeah. you know, a little bit of everything, you know. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll hear it in my ears, you know what I'm saying? I know that. Okay. Speaking of your granddad, he uh pretty inspirational guy for you. Man, he well, he really was. You know, and I was young, but he had he had a you know, one of those old school mindsets. It was one of those things, right? Like, and it, he was so influential to me. Um, obviously I wrote a song. I wrote two songs about him. There's another mm-hmm. one on there, uh, on that same CD that I put out in 2011. That's, um, it's, it's, you know, it's about him too. It's, you know, I'll think of the name here in a minute but <laughs> of the song. <laughs> uh, but I did write him out of Renegade and then, uh, sorry i got people walking around here uh, i did you know ride him out of renegade and then i wrote another one about it too but you know that that's the thing like i wanted to be the kind of man he was the kind of man he was right yeah and it's it, that was one of those things like you and a lot of people can relate to that i still have a lot of people come up to me you know now and say man that's my granddad too you know but i feel like yeah. there, there was a lot of unique um similarities to people back then you know the same yep. the same group same age group kind of same wavelength i guess but uh yeah it's just every you anything you said you could take it to the bank you know um i don't i don't i feel like nowadays and, and maybe it has to do with parenting but I, I just feel like you know now there's really no loyalty out there no and Hand, handshake isn't what a handshake used to be it's not you know um it's funny to see, you know, kids like they, they spend more time texting each other than actually picking up the phone and calling. <laughs> yeah, talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no it's crazy to me, but that's you know that's the world we live in. So 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 yeah, Colby, maybe. so Colby, is it uh, is it something you would think about picking up and pursuing or pushing hard again at, or is is that kind of just um, the music deal? Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I quit fair and square, buddy. And I don't have to go back. Just like bull riding, I don't have to get back on again. I'm <laughs> you proved uh, So we're pretty well, lucky then. Uh, we're pretty lucky yeah, we then feel, today. Yeah, we feel pretty you know, fortunate. Like, we're going to get to hear a tune we hear. Yeah, man. I, I'll. Uh, well, maybe uh, you might get to hear half of it if I can remember. I, like I said, when I quit, I just quit. <laughs> I don't yeah, play that much okay. anymore. That was it. Um, just said I'm every done. Every now and then, every now and then, I'll pick it up. But we got stuff going on, so I get a couple strums in there, and I got something else to do. So, yeah. Uh, but well, yeah, let's pick that music sucker up. Like, no, I'm not going to go back to that. I realize how tough that business is, and um, that industry. It is not easy, man. Like, if if any of y'all go to Nashville, people know this around the world. Like, if you go to Nashville and you go down those little Broadway and hit those little pubs back and forth um you'll go back and forth and you're gonna hear some of the most amazing singers that you've ever heard in your life but they can't make it yeah right and, you know it's it, it's um it's i think it's political and it's controlled um oh, shit, that it's very tough you know to make it so i was like i'm not you know like at the time i quit riding bulls i was thinking i think i was 31 maybe and cutter was little and i was like there's no possible way that I am going and cutting my teeth in some smoky bar till two yeah. in the morning at 31 years old. Uh, I'm just to not going to support this that. kid. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'm just now just have fun with it. My music's still out there on, on uh, iTunes and 
I just well, let's that rock go. one. Let's do it. Yeah, it's one? time, eh, boys? It's oh, time for yeah. <laughs> Been waiting for this, boy. Now you put me under pressure. Hey, none, none whatsoever, buddy. <laughs> You've been in a lot more pressure than this. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee it. You might have to help me with the words on this one, though. Tanner, you probably remember. And my boys are heading to the rodeo Gonna fill our pockets full of dough Gonna take that old Cadillac The radio cranked up, the seats cranked back Gonna stick my hand up in that rope And I better not choke Them fans are standing up on their feet Gonna make a hero out of me Cause you know you wanna win the round When that brand comes around You better cock your hammer down Don't quit till your head hits the ground Saskatchewan, uh, 15, 14 years old, junior steer riding. Uh, me and you know, there's a couple of us, Logan Cadillac, a group of us, and somehow, same thing, Napster, some fucking way, we found this album of yours, knew that you went to the NFR and legit lived on it, you know. So, <laughs> I feel like when we were in Tulsa one year, I remember you were you were gonna you were playing it for us, and you kept forgetting the words. And Nathan Shopper, remember Shopper, oh, he just had like years. a he just had a mental, he's like, call me. This is my youth. I need you to remember the words. 
Uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. Come on, we gotta get him. Uh, that's two names now you brought up. Billy Robinson and Nathan Shopper. That's what I love about these pods. You just like you just it just open up Nick the book Robinson? and turn. Oh man, well, we talked about <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were you in Saint were you in Saint T? Did you ever come to Saint T No, I didn't go. Oh okay. good thing. Oh, I just, yeah, yeah, you should have. So. I heard. I love Ned until Ned has two beers, and then I don't love Ned no more. Everybody did. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a uh, fact. Yeah. Uh, there was a there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, forgetfulness with me, especially on the stage. And it was really funny because I'm sure the people that were listening to my music were like he's messed up and he really doesn't care. That's <laughs> one time. Hey, one time. One time we were at um. Uh, Ross Coleman's bull riding and I had to play so a lot of times at the bull ridings of PBR I would play the after parties at you know what was back then the built Ford tough they had these after parties set up with a stage and a band yeah. or whatever yeah. well I'd go play them and um Jack Ross Daniels Coleman, after parties yeah Ross Coleman had me come you know play at his bull riding before the bull riding obviously I'm riding Har Stewart is completely wasted. I mean, all the way gone. And, you know, and he's in it. He was like, he was like, uh, hey, uh, Yates, I'm going to come up there and I'm going to sing some songs with you. And I'm like, absolutely you are. Yes, you are. Come on up, Har. He gets up there and he was like, Enterprise, Team Enterprise. (laughs) He gets up there and he was like, um, Hey, uh, I don't really want to sing, but can I tell some jokes? And I was like, Hell yeah, Harv, you can tell some jokes. So I'd sing a song and then he'd tell a joke and he screwed the jokes up so bad, nobody laughed. And so I'd have to quickly play another song so that they would get off the subject, right? And like he would get, and he stayed up there for the whole set. Like he just kept on telling these jokes. Oh, man. Well, then he goes, he's like, I'm really messed up, man. Like I'm not going to ride. I don't want to ride. And I was like, okay, you maybe you probably shouldn't. Well, next thing I know, I see him over there. He's putting his stuff on. Well, that's only because Clint Atkins told him, dude, if you don't get on that bull, I don't care what state you're in. I'm going to get on him for you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> no I can't I'm, do that I'm to getting, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting on. And uh, anyway, I'll make a long story short just to finish it up. Harv did get on. He makes the championship for out of the short round. And he gets on this bull that's just a record, right? I can't remember what the bull was. Little Brennell spins 90 miles an hour. Harv's going to be so dizzy. He doesn't even have – he's lost He's lost his bootstraps. He can't find them anywhere. And I'm like, Hart, I'm looking down, going to pull his rope. I'm like, Hart, you don't have any bootstraps on. And he's like, huh? He's like, bootstraps. Look at your feet. He goes, oh, okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm like, you're not okay. You're going to lose both of your boots, and you're going down. You're going down. And that's what happened. Oh. <laughs> I mean, this bull puts him in the freaking whirlwind and goes to smoking him. And Joe Bumgarner is like, gosh, damn it, Harv, move. 
get up and Harv just like trying to figure out where he's at it, the whole time it was so funny man. Uh, Harv. Uh, yeah. so Harv, funny. you traveling you traveled a lot of miles with Harv, huh you i did up. Harv and pistol yeah um yeah it was you know i tried i did you know parts of the year traveled with um with luke snyder and then um at first, when i first got on the pbr it was jason bennett and steven shelley okay and then um and then i got in with uh, luke snyder and then shivers went for a while and then you know rounding it out was hard and pistol and uh we packed a pretty pistol. good pack. you still keep in touch with harv yeah oh yeah, yeah. i was the uh, i was the best man in his wedding oh cool yeah, yeah. and he's doing he's doing good him and pistol good. both pistol still goes to the pbrs some velocity tours taking some bulls and oh is he yeah, living life. They're doing that team, that uh, bull team competition thing. Yeah. So who uh, who would have been your like your musical influences? Obviously, you're, you're, you talk about your grandma, and then the songs you write. Obviously, you have to start with just kind of funny and and having a good time with the boys. And then when you had to do your album, like you say, you went to Nashville and and got a record deal. How did that kind of all work out? And and what did you kind of base your music after? You know, I don't really know if I had uh, like a specific influence, you know, like, oh, I want to be, I want to kind of be in this realm or like this guy or kind of my music like this. Um, you know, basically when I when was in Nashville, I told, um, I told the guys that I was with, uh, Wynn Barbell um, was, was really one of the big reasons why I was there. Um, Mike Talaferro was a guy that was a manager um that had you know that hooked me up a lot too great guy and they put me in front of these people and I pretty much told them like like this is me you know I'm cowboy I'm gonna sing this like I'm not I'm not here to sing about back roads and a beer on a tailgate like I just not that's not what I'm doing and you're not you know they kind of knew my direction those guys did they understood it um but the Nashville people don't really understand that. Right, right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I ended up very tetrifying. Like I, you, you go to Nashville and anytime you're, you're really singing to these labels, uh, you're singing to like one guy or two guys and they're at the top of this penthouse in this skyscraper building. And it's really awkward. Like you're just sitting on the couch. It's like, yeah, play me a couple, you know, <laughs> you, and you play, well, it ended up, um, ended up getting a deal with Sony tree, which is a, a Sony company. Um, they were trying to sign a record deal and what ended up happening was like, a, like they were going to do a sign on bonus, all this stuff, but they wanted to use their own producers. They had, you know, that would, you know, help their cost or whatever. And when was the guy that got me there and he was going to produce my stuff because he knew what, you know, what I was going to do. And I'd already seen what had happened or what happens in Nashville. Uh, I met a guy there at Losers at this really awesome bar. Oh, Losers. <laughs> yeah, it's called Losers. It's so it's so awesome. You'll see famous people in there every day. Um, famous losers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm in there and there's there's a guy in there and he's like all grizzly looking and just real rough cut, you know, long hair and grizzly and he's got this biker jacket on or whatever 
um, I literally thought they were talking about music and I thought he was like a violin player for somebody, you know, yeah. I didn't know <laughs> who he was, but it was Randy Hauser. Oh yeah. Not bad. <laughs> at the time, at the time he had this song, uh, I want to say it was like almost with my, gone with my like that. going out with my, it was right before that. It was before that. Hmm. Um, almost gone or almost yeah. anyway anyway this this song was going to number one it was way, making its way up the charts and so anyway i i met him talked to him and then uh we had conversation for like you know an hour and a half and then whenever i left there about three months later i came back and this was at the same time i'm kind of working on this deal he he had hit number one with this song and this label completely changed him. He had this flowery shirt on and these pointy-toed boots that were bedazzled. Oh yeah, and Ooh, had like a perm right, and up, like right up your alley, eh? And, and makeup and stuff. And I was like, <laughs> make you into what they want. <laughs> no, and he didn't remember me at all. Yeah. So, so anyway, I, I'm in there, and and I'm you know. The, the deal is just like I pretty much told them, you know, this is me. Like, this is you know, not like this. I had a cowboy hat. It was like I look at, you know, PBR. Yeah. And I said, that's that part, you know, if you think you're going to change that, um, you can pretty much eat shit. That's not going to happen. I'm not going to sing about this. This is what, this is my avenue. And, you know, if you don't like it, whatever. They were fine with that. But um, Wynn wasn't going to be able to produce it. So I'm, one of those guys like i was loyal to him because i wouldn't have been in there if it wasn't for him so i just said never mind and i never found another deal so um i put out my own uh cd like i said in 2011 and i left it at that oh cool and, and that's right one, one and done <laughs> so you were you were you were likely cody johnson's role model then because he just goes up on stage with his wrangler jeans and wrangler shirts and justin boots and resist all hat that's it yeah, the first time I met Cody, he was like trying to tell his wife, like, this is the guy that sings conch whores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 cool. Ladies, ladies, uh, uh, ladies report to the Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. uh, that's the start of the show. You got to get that. Uh, yeah, that's a good <laughs> yeah. Ladies. Yeah, so, well, maybe we, uh, we should. Uh, we I'm should. I'm going to leave all this singing and playing up to Cutter because we've got him. Is he playing the guitar? Lessons. Oh, yeah, man, he's there learning. He got, he got, an, he's got an acoustic guitar. He's got electric guitar. He really likes the electric guitar. He'll be teaching me stuff for too long. Probably. That's how it goes. Here's another rodeo song I wrote with um, Kevin Denny, was probably one of the greatest singers um, to go out there in Nashville. Had some big hits and uh, win Barble. Yeah. And I put this one together. It's called Same Old Bull. It's all about rodeo, man. Sweet. Bring it. I've been laid up a couple months. Figured that I'd heal back up and up to ride. So I entered up in Omaha. Road was good. Not much fall and easy drive. I walked in to pay my entry fee. Miss Carrie said, You can't compete until you pay that fine you got in San Antonio. Same old bull. Same 
梦如流。Well, I paid up and asked her who'd I get. She said they hadn't drunk yet, but it won't be long. So I walked out behind the chutes to see how Pistol and the crew get along. They started in harassing me. She finally let him off the leash, and a bunch of other wore-out jokes. Same old bull, same old rodeo. Where the winter bites and the women cry, 'cause your cowboy just ain't never home. It ain't no lie. It's the only life I know. Same old boy, same old rodeo. I went back to check the draw. They had it hanging on the wall, piled down. I thought, what the hell's the chances? Something like this happening to an honest man. Well, I drew one called Devil's Dream. That's sorry, hooking his soul beat. Put me out of work two months ago. Same old bull, same old rodeo. Where the winter bites and the women cry, 'cause a cowboy just ain't never home. It ain't no life. It's the only life I know. Same old bull, same old rodeo. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Love it. Man. Love it. Unreal. Unreal. Hey, and Colby, you can still buy um, Right Amount of Renegade on iTunes and everywhere, right? Your album? Yeah, it's all it's all on iTunes. Um, yeah. All right. Get it. I don't Peeps, know where any, any CDs. All our listeners. Um, I don't know. I really don't know if there are any more CDs left out there. Um, I did do a CD, an actual CD. I don't know who, yeah. who used it as much anymore but uh, you can still download it on itunes and... a picture of my granddad on the back of it yeah um, oh, I wish I That's awesome. he's got this brammer by the balls wonder you loved him yeah, that's, yeah, that's, the, that's the guy you want to be like huh? <laughs> so colby one story that i do want to get into with you uh, is our friend uh billy jack kenny and uh <laughs> For those that uh, that don't know, it's uh, it would be a uh, be your alter ego or or uh, somebody that that uh, you know very well. Uh, I got to see it one time, one time only in uh, Tulsa back in I don't know, probably 2012. Um, and I got a short short period of it with a, a call to David Bailey, and we were trying to buy oh. uh, some semen. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so that was great. You could probably fill us in a little bit more on, on the whole uh, Billy Jack Kenny if if you're in, if you're into talking about that. Yeah. So bull riders were we were so innovative, right? Like we got and this was the problem because we were always looking for fun, and when they ran out of fun, we had to look somewhere else. And so I'm playing the guitar typically, you know, in the lobby or wherever, and then they kick us out because we're getting way too rowdy. And maybe they. <laughs> didn't like the songs that we were singing probably uh and so we had to figure something else out and um a long time ago um before i got into pbr i did this as a joke um at, to to one of my friends and i called his aunt who owned a who owned a cleaners <laughs> called buffalo country cleaners and it's here at haltham city in the dfw metroplex and um like she's so gullible like i'm just gonna jack with her right <laughs> so i called her up and i really like anytime i called anybody just like david bailey i really had no idea just kind of had a base of what we were going to go off of and then i took it off left hill down the dirt road after that right <laughs> so, <laughs> down the called, dirt road. Uh, i called my, my friends and she's running this cleaners right and she's you know she gets all stressed out too sometimes you know um anyway i called and this girl that was the front desk answers and she's like, you're Buffalo country cleaners. I'm like, yeah, listen, this is Billy Jack Kenny down there in Jacksbury. Look, I got the prize winning Buffalo down here, two years of running name of Buford. And you know, as well as I do that he's been out here, been raining for the last couple of weeks and Buford's been out here rolling around in the mud and he's kind of dirty. And i tell you what, I was wondering how much you charge down there to clean your buffalo up because I got this deal coming here and uh, we got to get him clean. And she's like, sir, sir, we, we don't, we don't click. We're, we're a close cleaning place. We don't clean Buffalo. I said, my God, that's not what your damn sign said right there on the outside of Buffalo country cleaners. I got the prize winning Buffalo real dirty needs a good cleaning. And I want to know how much you charge there. So to go quit beating around the bush and just give me the answer. She puts the lady on the phone and uh, we go, I mean, we go on for at least 20 minutes. I'm like, look, I don't care how you get it done. I'll pay you. Just I'm on my way right now with Buford and you got a water hose, soap in the bucket. I don't give a shit. I got to get this done because we've won the ribbon three years in the damn row and we can't let this, you know, not happen again. And it's coming up here. So, I mean, it was just, it was, uh, I had a lot of fun with it. So, you know, we're here, we are at some bull ride, and I'm like, well, let's just, let's just call somebody, you know? Yeah. I got this guy who just played Billy Jack Kenny, and we'll just call. We're all hammered, right? I mean, this is just <laughs> how, how it goes. So, uh, I called so many people. I really want to think that Cody Lambert might have been one of the first guys <laughs> I called. <laughs> Actually, wrong. I called, I called Chad Berger and I called him first and I sold him some, I sold him some bulls and he has a bull right now that he named after this phone call that we had. <laughs> it was like two, three in the morning and I called Berger and I'm like, yeah, listen, I'm looking for that Chad Burgess fella down there. That fucking bulls. <laughs> He's like, yeah, this is him. Who's this? You know, I said, well, it's Billy Jack Kenny down there in Jacksboro, and I have a deal for you. Now I got three bulls that I'm trying to get in here, 
And I done called uh, Cody Lambert, and he said he wouldn't take them, but I figured if I sold them to you, you <laughs> might be able to pull these strings together and get these bulls down in here in the big show. And I tell you what, they are Brazilian eliminators. I guarantee you that batter on the Olivini can't ride this son of a bitch. And I mean, went on forever. Like, it's told him about all these bulls, and Chad was laughing his ass off. He's like, they're, they're sold. I got it done. Don't you worry. They'll be at the next show. You know? <laughs> Immediately hang up with him, and I call Lambert. Well, you got to think, Lambert's like, you know, the livestock director of the PBR, so he's got to answer the phone. There's been bulls get out in the city before. Right? This has happened. There's, yep. you know, he's got to be alert all times. So he answers at 4 in the morning. Oh, um, Hello, you know, hello, you can tell he's been sleeping. Listen, this is Billy Jack Kenny down there in Jackboro. Uh, I heard you might be the person to call here on these bulls. I'm going to tell you what, you know, told me I can't get these bulls in, but I sold these bulls to Chad Burgess down there, and he's going to put them over there. At your bull ride and told me guaranteed they're going to get in. They're Brazilian eliminators, and you tell you what, you want to wipe out that Kaki Pacheco old fella, he ain't going to be no sweat here. I got this bull, uh, dog. So one of them sitting bull. You seen that bull sitting bull? <laughs> yeah. So sitting bull. I said, get on them teeth. He come out there, and if he ain't got them down, he'll sit down like a dog. If they're still there, then he gonna get up, shake it off, and then I'll tell you what, he'll just actually roll on over and get rid of them Brazilians every time. <laughs> roll right over. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't gotta waste any bones on this deal. Oh, we called awesome. so many people, man. It was just, it was a blast. And then I just, you know, I, I quit. I quit doing I didn't take it to the Dell Brisby level, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. after watching Dell, I should have done that. Yeah, you should have. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. shit. <laughs> the original. JB was with him last night. He told, he told him, Dell, this is the real alter ego. He needs to, he needs to uh, break this out. Yeah, no yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's pretty cool yeah man good stuff fun times yeah what about um what about it in mexico when you went to the pbr <laughs> <You had to. laughs> mexico <laughs> everybody wants to forget about mexico <laughs> no, every no. time we've been there that one ended up like I literally had to write a letter to Randy Bernard apologizing for my actions. Oh. I think I apologize for my friends too. <laughs> <laughs> Which friends? Can we can we name names? But but they set this up. Like they set this up on their own. Like they did this to us. When we showed up at Chihuahua, Mexico, when we checked into the hotel they handed us over a full, every single bull rider, every bull rider got a full bottle of Satol, which was like tequila times two. Oh yeah. Found that out a little bit later. <laughs> they had a big parade. They had a big parade and um, Corey Rash was, so we're at the back of the parade started at nine in the morning and everybody's already wasted. I'm at the back. We're in the back of a truck. There's like four or five bull riders. Well, I see, I see Corey get out, and he hops up the next float. Well, he just starts hopping floats until he finally <laughs> one he wants to get on. And I'm talking about the streets are packed full of people. 
So I'm like, hell with this. I'm not going to sit in the back of the truck. <laughs> like, I'm going to do the same thing. So we just keep hopping around. I want to make this kind of a, a long story short somewhat. Like, I kept hopping. There's a big bull. Corey Rash, by the time I got up there to it, like several, maybe 10 stations up, Corey Rash is on this big, like, pinata bull <laughs> as big as like a, a 18 wheeler like gets picked out you know and he's riding it you know just waving at people and so i'm like i'm whatever i'm mosey on by i end up on a horse with robbie condra <laughs> with robbie condra <laughs> and we lost everybody like that, I don't know. Like, I mean, you hear stories like "Don't go to Mexico." Like, this is bad. Yeah. You know, bad things happen or whatever. We obviously made the wrong turn in Mexico. We made the wrong turn. We did. We obviously <laughs> didn't care. Um, but we we got down there. We're just riding to the middle of a town, and we've lost the parade. We have no idea how to get back there. No, <laughs> let me let me let me keep also let let you also know that. I don't really like horses that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never really had too much success with them. Uh, so I just, luckily I didn't care. I was just, you know, hammered. So we kept going through town anyway. <laughs> the night moves on and they have this big, um, they have this big, I guess, reunion or party or whatever at the governor's mansion. This is a beautiful mansion, man. Like it's marble floors and it's just, it's ridiculous when you go inside. It's a big atrium, you know, surrounded two story, like concrete balconies, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. They took all you bull riders there? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, both, my goodness. What were both, they thinking? I have no idea, but we were already, <laughs> we were already hammered at nine in the morning. And this was at, you know, six at night, seven, eight, whatever. They got, they got a band, you know, full band down there playing. Everybody's out there, you know, drinking Satol or Takati or yeah. <laughs> whatever they get. Whatever. <laughs> and ended up, ended up like I go up on the top and I get, you know, it's, this is one of the reasons why I quit drinking a long time ago. I haven't drank in four over four years, probably. Um, because when I got to a limit, a certain point, something switched, <laughs> and I absolutely gave no shits. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, if something would trigger me, and I'd be like, "Yep, that's what I'm doing." <laughs> well, there's like a a sombrero down there to some sombreros on each side of the stage and so i was like well i really want to wear one of those so i just got one down there and i got one <laughs> and i'm like I, I think some somebody probably got it out there somewhere but i'm i'm pretty sure i made the um there's a humps and horns magazine down here and i'm double fisted to cotties with a sombrero on that says <laughs> yes. Kawawa or something like that <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, man. So I was like, um, I was pretty, pretty, you know, pretty lit up and yeah. I got this arrow on and there's this little girl running around 
and then I'm chasing her, let me find out it's the mayor's daughter. Oh, yeah. And I was kind of like hat whipper, you know? <laughs> oh, boy. I got escorted out. Val, Val escorted me out. Uh, that's a good oh, guy to have with you. Yeah. And he was like, you. you're done, bud. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? He spoke Spanish to the cab driver, told him to take me back to the hotel, I'm guessing. I obviously didn't like that plan, so I talked him into taking me some hole in the wall club. Oh fuck! Where they take their clothes off <laughs> <laughs> and and come to find out, some other guys split. So there's other guys that have you know great stories too because they got in a fight in some bar. I think Rob Bell was in there, and um, oh, and Robin Condra went that way. Uh, other guys ended up where I was. I was by myself there for a little while with a bucket of uh, beer. How happy were you when you saw a couple of your buds walk through the door? You know, <laughs> oh, it was dude, the I highlight was of the weekend, eh? <laughs> Y'all found me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank God, because I really didn't know how to tell them to get me back to the hotel. I was really just probably going to sleep in the alley, and it was really grungy looking. Oh, Pretty yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. You know, speaking of Val, no. could you imagine some of the stories Val could share? Oh, Val's oh. got good ones, I promise. And I James. Oh, yeah. yeah. The best. They the both best. have some good ones. Val and James still on the back of the shoots, looking after security still? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's awesome. Back there doing good. Okay. Well, Colby, we've, we've, uh, held you for a long time i do apologize but we appreciate you very <laughs> yeah, very sure. much yeah, i don't i know I, I can keep going oh but. fuck that's <laughs> i got i got ten thousand different fucking things wrote down still that i want to ask <laughs> yeah, have, so. we'll have to do it again but scott has uh has one question that we ask all of our all the people that come on the show so scott you can hammer this one well colby it's been a pleasure talking to you man uh i do miss you i was just telling the guys before this all got started you you came up to canada so much here for a while you had dual citizenship man it was um i hope we can get back to that sooner than later once all this stuff uh kind of gets out of the way but um jason and uh and tanner this is obviously called the uh the nfp podcast and hashtag nfp and i'm sure you know kind of what that revolves around we won't get too deep in it but uh we just want to know what does nfp mean to you it means a lot i think it means it means uh i think it means what a generation has put out before that needs to continue on you know i i feel like it is the heart and the soul of being a cowboy um, there's a lot there's a lot to it you know what I mean like I, I think it says a lot to your characteristic if you can live by that little hashtag there you know uh, I, I like that because I tell you what when I created it there wasn't a lot that went into it but exactly what I said that's that, it that was it but you're right you nailed it you know what yeah. Col Colby sent me a pic he had uh uh when cutter started playing hockey which when we get we'll have to tell that story too another time when, you know you give him the option to do whatever he wants he picks hockey you know but it wasn't riding bulls so you guys were good with it right and uh I, I you sent me videos and stuff and he had his 3d bull riding sticker on his hockey helmet that made that was awesome Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it made yeah man day. hey still to this day i think he's wearing he wears those hats all day every day man 
Awesome. Okay, Colby. Well, once again, we appreciate you coming on the NFP podcast presented by 3D Entertainment. That was a fun episode. We'll be talking to you soon. Living the best way I know how Instead of riding bulls I should have been a rodeo clown Cause things were going good for a while Then they turned around Every time or not I get wiped out and get laid down Still rocking these crowds from home, shoulder to shoulder. You better look out, I'm on.